Hello on Monday the 12th of August 2019. Uh, it's me doing a, a more of a regular podcast and today my subject is about my beloved football club Chelsea. Now I've been a Chelsea fan since I was six years old. I was kind of born into it. My dad was a lifelong Chelsea fan and from a very early age um, I remember he bought me a football and I was kicking it around and at the same time he bought me a <clears throat> Chelsea tracksuit and I went to my first game with him when I was six years old which was back in 1979 really showing my age here and for the last 39 almost 40 years I've been a die-hard Chelsea football fan. I've been lucky enough to live in London for half of that time so going to see Chelsea play was something that I did on a regular basis and even when I moved to Sweden and I lived in Bristol I was still traveling to see Chelsea as much as I could. Now, I'm not going to go back into too much time, but <clears throat> way before social media, I felt that football fans were more what I call loyal. Now, I know that that's not true because football has evolved through technology, advancements. It's really become a, a more accessible than ever. I remember in 1982 actually going to a bar, not as an adult. I was a seven, eight-year-old boy, and they had a TV which was literally hung up by rope on a wall and everyone was watching the World Cup around a 15 inch, 14 inch, really small TV. Fast forward 30 years and of course you have much more technology, you have pubs with you know 15 or 20 large screen TVs, you've got Sky Sports, you can watch different games. It's such a more of a global um, accessibility now for football and one thing I've always found is that Chelsea fans have always been loyal. Chelsea fans have always been very passionate. They all stick together. And as the song says, through the sun and rain, we will always follow Chelsea. And it's it's really kind of funny because I've I've joined a few Chelsea groups on, on social media. One of them is the official Chelsea Football Club group. Now, as you know, with Facebook these days, if you join a page, they have this thing called top fans. Now, top fans are those that kind of interact more with posts and comments and, you know, startup threads. And you get this little diamond or crown next to it. It means nothing. But <clears throat> when you post something, people always look at those posts first. Now, part of the Chelsea Football Club group means that you have a global network of supporters from Asia, America, South America, Europe, Africa. And I'll tell you one thing, I don't know if it's just the, something in the air, but I've never seen so many pessimistic football fans at Chelsea Football Club lately. I don't call them plastic fans, because if they take the time and effort to wear a Chelsea shirt and support a club, they're not plastic. But, you know, they're not going to have the chance to go to every single home game if they live in, you know, a, a corner of the world that is 12, 15 hours ahead or behind time. But honestly, one game... One game into the season and everyone's calling for Frank Lampard to be sacked. Now, don't get me wrong, yesterday's game was not good to watch. I didn't watch it actually, I was at a Japanese uh, spa, but I was I was on the phone every two seconds trying to get the, the score. And I've seen the highlights. And I thought we dominated most of the possession. I thought we were pretty sloppy in defence. Manchester United, who were a very strong team, probably top four this season, took advantage and they made us uh, pay. So we lost 4-0. We're in a very weird position at Chelsea, and we've been in weird positions during my time. Now, we cannot at the moment buy players for the next 11 months on paper, because we're in a two-window transfer ban. Uh, we've just sold uh, three of our, well, two of our best players in um, David Luiz and Eden Hazard, and we've also let our 
seven-year captain Gary Cahill go. And we can't replace these. We have to do with what we've either purchased in the winter transfer window or used the youth. Now, Frank Lampard, who, as for those of you who don't know, he's an icon and a legend at Chelsea. He played for Chelsea for... I think it's 13 seasons, our highest goal scorer in history. The guy is a, is a legend. He's a, he, will, he will always be a legend no matter what happens. He's had one year, one year as a manager, and he's come in from managing Derby, who were in the championship, the division below, and he's come to, into Stamford Bridge, and in one game, we lost 4-0. Now, Lampard came out and said, we've learned lessons from this, we're going to take it forward, and you know we're, we're going to learn, as any manager would. But there are so many fans out there saying, oh, Lampard isn't good enough, fire him, get rid of him, oh, he's, he's, he's useless, oh, bring back Mourinho. Oh, my God, you guys, please shut up. Shut up and just let the man get on with his job. I'm going to look at yesterday's game. Now, I'm going to go through the players and I'm going to give them ratings. <clears throat> First of all, the formation was a bit strange. We had three of our main players, uh, William. Uh, Ingolo Kante and uh, Antonio Rudiger out with injury. Now, they're all coming back through fitness, but Lampard obviously thought he didn't want to play them because he didn't want to you know, risk more injuries becoming more of a long-term problem. So the formation was Kepa, Emerson, Azpilicueta, um, Zuma, Christiansen, Kovacic, Kovacic, Jorginho, I'm doing this off the top of my head, Mount, Barkley, uh, Pedro and Abraham. Now, I thought that was a good, uh, pretty good formation. The only thing I would have done is I wouldn't have had Tammy Abraham. I'll go into that in details in a minute. But first, I'm just going to go through the team. Kepa. Kepa is our number one goalkeeper. Uh, we have a great number two in Caballero, but Kepa, for me, if he's fit, he plays. Um, I thought he didn't have much chance of the goals yesterday, the penalty he almost got to. Overall, I would have given him 6 out of 10. I thought he played quite a solid game. <clears throat> now the defence. This is where it was a bit weak yesterday. As Pelaqueda on the right, he didn't have a good game. I thought he, he gets exposed by pacey, uh, midfield, uh, pacey wingers. And I thought that he was at fault for a couple of the, uh, the goals yesterday, especially um, the third. I didn't think he played well. He's a legend. He's a captain. And he should be captain. Azpilicueta, or Dave as we call him, is a player that either has very good or very bad games, and yesterday wasn't one of his best. Uh, I know he's going to come back stronger, and I think that I would have given him 4 out of 10. Christensen. <clears throat> Christensen, for me, played solid. I thought he actually tracked Marshall's runs pretty good. Uh, I thought he played pretty good down the, down the centre. He was pretty much reading tackles on time. He did let one of the, the goals go, but I actually thought that he's, he's, he was our solid defender yesterday, and I would give him uh, 6 out of 10. Kurt Zuma. Wow. No, he didn't have a good game. And that kind of surprises me, because Kurt had a very solid season uh, at Everton uh, last season. I thought he was shocking, actually. He gave away a penalty. He got a yellow card. He was very lucky for me not to get a red card, actually, for two yellows. Um, didn't have a good game. I will give him three out of ten. He needs to come back stronger. We know he can do better, and he will do better. Emerson on the left, totally justified, starting over Mar um, of uh, Marcus Alonso. I thought he played well. He had some good runs, some good crosses. He's quick. He's dependable. He doesn't score goals like Marcus Alonso does, but I don't want that in the left back. I just want someone who can get the ball, who can tackle, and who can run, and he did that. Jorginho, I would give, sorry, um, Emerson 6 out of 10. Jorginho, I thought he was solid. He went forward. Uh, he, he's playing in a kind of a different way now to when Sari was there last season. 
uh, held up some good tackles, did get exposed a little bit on the counter-attack. I'll give him 5 out of 10. Kovacic, I would say the same, 5 out of 10. Very, very similar game to uh, to Jorginho. I thought he went forward a little bit better, but he didn't really kind of get stuck in as well as we know he can. Mason Mount. Mason Mount is young. It was his uh, premiership debut, I believe, yesterday. Uh, I think. I think it was his premiership debut. Um, we know what he's capable of. We know that he's got a great future ahead of him. He didn't have a good game. I thought he should have been a bit more forward, a bit more attacking. That's what I want Mason Mount to do. I don't want him to be a get the ball and knock it wide or get the ball and hold it up. I want him to be an attacking midfielder, the number 10. That's what I want him to do. I want him to be a... Uh, like Eden Hazard was, cutting inside, running, shooting. Every time you get the ball and you see a chance, just go for it. I will give him 5 out of 10. <clears throat> Ross Barkley, another good player that had a great preseason. Didn't really play well yesterday. Thought he went forward quite effectively. Should have been a little more physical as well. He's a, quite a big guy, Ross Barkley. And uh, I'm hoping for better for him. 5 out of 10. Pedro, didn't have a good game. Uh, 4 out of 10 for me. Didn't really run as well as he could. Didn't really cut inside as well as he could. And for me, I want to see him do better. Otherwise, I think Willian is going to be coming into that position very, very soon when he's back from injury. Tammy Abraham, I thought he had a great first half. I thought he hit the post. He had a couple of fluff shots. Almost put the ball in the net when it was 2-0. But Tammy Abraham is another person, I think, who needs a bit more time. I don't think he's ready for the premiership just yet. I would loan him out. If it was me, I would loan him out to a premiership team as long as he gets week in, week out football. I really don't think he's ready for Chelsea this season. Hope I, he proves me wrong, but I'm going to give him 5 out of 10. The subs, um, N'Golo Kante, great to see him back. Pulisic, surprised he didn't start. And um, I forgot who else came on for the third substitute. Was it Giroud for Abraham? Yeah, it was Giroud. Giroud for me should be starting. But... 4-0, we lost. It <clears throat> wasn't a good game. We'll move forward. Uh, we got Liverpool in the Champions Cup on Wednesday. It doesn't get bigger than that. Liverpool are an incredibly tough team. They're the reigning European champions. They only lost one game in the league last season. I mean, they're an incredible team, and rightly so. I think they've they've really kind of, you know, taken Jurgen Klopp, has taken them to a higher level. But I just want to say that there's one thing I want to end this on. If you think that we're going through bad times after one game, it just... Flicked in my mind yesterday that Chelsea, in 1993 to 94 season, we went 13 games without a win. It was Glenn Hoddle's first season as manager at Chelsea, and we finished 14th in the league. And I believe it was from October the 7th to New Year's Eve, I think we got one point out of 13 games, and that was a draw, if I remember, against Manchester City. Thir can you imagine going 13 games without a, a win now at Chelsea? It would be like... You know, if the fans are like this after one game, imagine what they're like after 13. But all I'm saying to anyone that listens to this who is a Chelsea fan is it's early days. Get behind Frank. Get behind the boys. There's nothing we can do. We can't sign Gareth Bale. We can't sign anyone. We can't sign, you know, whoever we want until next summer. We've got what we've got. We have what we have. And that's what we need to focus on is getting behind the boys. Stop all this sacking and get rid of this and bring back this and... You know, don't play him. And what's he playing for? Whoever plays for Chelsea, from goalkeeper to attacker, support them or don't support the club. That's my message to everyone that is being on Frank Lampard's back after one game. Support the club, get behind them, and really, really keep that blue flag flying high. Thanks a lot for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>